What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies, the tender bar, and the tragedy of Macbeth. First, let's talk about the movie, The Tender Bar. Here's a quick synopsis. J.R. McGuire and his mom are forced to move into his grandfather's house, where most of his family members have been forced to move back. While there, he forms a strong bond with his uncle, Charlie, who fills the void of a male role model left by J.R.'s absentee father. And because of his intellect, J.R. makes it into Yale, where his mom wants him to become a lawyer. Secretly, however, and with encouragement from his uncle, J.R. aspires to be a writer. The film stars Ty Sheridan, Ben Affleck, Lily Rabe, Daniel Ranieri, and Christopher Lloyd. If you listen to this podcast, you know the number one reason why I wanted to watch this film, because it stars Ben Affleck. I am one of the bigger Ben Affleck films on planet Earth, and he gives one of the standout performances of this movie, and this has been one of the best acting years of his career with The Tender Bar and The Last Duel. These are two of the best acting performances of 2021, and for this film, and maybe The Last Duel, he has a real shot of being nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars. Of course, he's won two Oscars before, Best Screenplay for Goodwill Hunting and Best Picture for Fargo, but the world has not yet cemented that Ben Affleck is a very good actor, and he is indeed that, and this movie proves it, and so does The Last Duel. He carries the tender bar like a true movie star. 2021 has also been a really good year for fun movie uncles. You have Ben Affleck in the tender bar, and you have Joaquin Phoenix in Come On, Come On, and those are two of my favorite, like, 10 best performances of 2021. And then you have Ty Sheridan, who is really good as the lead in this movie. I did not like Ty Sheridan all that much in the card counter with Oscar Isaac, mostly because he had zero chemistry with Oscar Isaac, but that was not the case with Ben Affleck in The Tender Bar. These two really connected and made both of their performances better. I really enjoy Ty Sheridan in this movie, and I've been a fan of his since Mud. He's okay in the X-Men movies as Cyclops. He's really good in Ready Player One. The only movie for me that he doesn't quite work in is in The Card Counter, but he is really good in The Tender Bar. The Tender Bar was directed by none other than George Clooney, who is of course best known as one of the biggest movie stars in the world. His directorial career is really interesting. He's directed Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, an OK Sam Rockwell movie about the controversy surrounding infamous game show host Chuck Berry, Good Night and Good Luck, a film about Edward R. Murrow losing his job over being accused of being a communist. The film earned Clooney a Best Director Oscar nom and a Best Screenplay nomination. His next film, Leatherheads, a football movie, was a critical and financial failure. My favorites of his films that he's directed is Ides of March. It features one of my favorite Ryan Gosling performances, along with great supporting turns from Paul Giamatti, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Evan Rachel Wood, Marissa Tomei, and Jeffrey Wright. In it, Gosling plays a campaign manager for a man played by Clooney, who is the favorite to be America's next president. Clooney's last few films have not been well-received. 
The Monuments Men and Suburbicon were star-studded films that ended up not being very good. The Monuments Men has Bill Murray, Matt Damon, George Clooney himself. I mean, that film on paper should be really good based on the cast. Kate Blanchett shows up in that movie, and that movie is really bad. And then you have Suburbicon with Oscar Isaac and Matt Damon, and nothing about that film works. And then his last movie before The Tender Bar was Midnight Sky, probably his biggest film scale-wise, and in a sense come and gone with very little fanfare. The Tender Bar, I think, is a step back in the right direction. Is it great? No, but it's better than his last few films. It feels like some of the movies he directs are worse versions of the movies he starred in. Clooney had starred in four Coen Brothers films, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Intolerable Cruelty, Burn After Reading, and Hail Caesar, and Superbicon was written by the Coens. It's Clooney's failed attempt of making his own Coen Brothers film, and Midnight Sky is nowhere near as good as a sci-fi as Gravity, the film that starred Sandra Bullock and Clooney. It just feels like Clooney's directorial career is so much under the radar that nobody's paying attention to it, but he's directed quite a few films, and some of them are very good, and some of them not so much. He's a really interesting director. He does not have a signature style. Each movie is very different from the next. I really like The Tender Bar. I think it is a good directorial effort from George Clooney. Ben Affleck's upcoming projects include Deep Water with Anna de Armas. Everyone is highly anticipating this film because of Affleck's and de Armas's tumultuous relationship in real life. The movie was supposed to come out in theaters. Now it's coming to Hulu. Affleck will be in The Flash where he will reprise his Batman role for the final time and Hypnotic directed by Robert Rodriguez. And I'm excited for this one. I am a fan of Robert Rodriguez. He's recently done really good work on The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. He's of course directed the Spy Kids films. I really like the first two and I love From Dusk Till Dawn. So one of my favorite actors working with a director I respect. Yes, I am excited for the movie Hypnotic. Ty Sheridan will next star in an adaptation of The Things They Carried with Tom Hardy, Pete Davidson, and Bill Skarsgård. Yes, a film that has Pete Davidson, Tom Hardy, and Ty Sheridan. Sign me up for that one immediately. How is Tom Hardy and Pete Davidson actually going to meet in real life? That movie sounds like it's going to be bonkers. Clooney is set to act in Tickets to Paradise with Julia Roberts and Caitlin Deaver and reunite with Brad Pitt on a film directed by John Watts. It's really cool that George Clooney still wants to act with his Ocean's Eleven co-stars Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt. And Clooney is also set to direct an episode of Moon Knight starring Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke. George Clooney directing a Marvel project is super fascinating. I mean, he's a guy who doesn't really make big blockbuster movies. So it's going to be interesting to see if he does a good job with Moon Knight. The Tender Bar is not groundbreaking when it comes to coming-of-age stories, but it's entertaining. And I like the idea of someone having to finally confront his past before moving on with his future. And for JR in this movie, the past is his non-relationship with his father. In the film, he's embarrassed to tell people JR stands for Junior, and he gets defensive when people bring up the topic of his father, and he plays it like he doesn't care. I love the scene when he finally gets over it, and he sees who his father really is. It reminded me of that moment where Miles Teller confronts his father in the movie The Spectacular Now and the father is played by Kyle Chandler. I absolutely love that movie. It is heartbreaking, these movies about failed fathers and their sons having to deal with those failed.
failures in that non-relationship. I really like that. I think it's an interesting movie topic. I know it's been done over and over again, the failures of fathers and how that traumatizes sons. And I'm still fascinated to see how people get over that non-relationship with their father. The Tender Bar is a good, not great movie. And for me, the things holding it back are some of the performances. I'm a fan of Lily Rabe. She's been excellent in the small indie Miss Stevens with Timothy Chalamet and Lily Reinhardt. I really like that movie and I thought she was excellent in the HBO miniseries The Undoing with Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant but her accent in the tender bar is terrible and the worst scenes of the movie are between her and Christopher Lloyd. I hate saying this. I love Christopher Lloyd. He's of course awesome in the Back to the Future films as Doc Brown and I really loved him as the villain of Who Framed Roger Rabbit but he is over the hill acting wise. What he is doing in this movie is obnoxious and there's a part of me that understands he's supposed to be playing someone obnoxious but it is not entertaining at all and it is holding the movie back. They should have gotten an older actor who's still very good like someone like Alan Alda. I love Alan Alda. He would have crushed this role. He was fantastic in Marriage Story and he still got something left in the tank. I mean he would have been better than Christopher Lloyd. We all love Christopher Lloyd but again he's over the hill acting wise. Overall I really enjoyed The Tender Bar. I will admit I'm a sucker about movies about writers. I particularly love the last voiceover from Ron Livingston who is JR in the future and he says as a young JR is moving to Manhattan to start writing that writing is not like other jobs. To become a lawyer you pass the bar and they're declared a lawyer. You're a writer the minute that you say you are and there's something special about that. Nobody says that you're a writer. You just have to do it. That's what writing is. There's no reward. There's no job title. You are a writer the minute you sit down and say to yourself you are a writer and there's something really unique and special about that kind of job and because of that sentiment and the performances given by Ben Affleck and Ty Sheridan I definitely recommend you check out the movie The Tender Bar. Let's switch gears and talk about the movie The Tragedy of Macbeth here's a quick synopsis Macbeth a Scottish lord is told by three witches that he is destined to be the next king of Scotland and his quest for power turns him mad and paranoid. The film stars Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, Brendan Gleeson, Corey Hawkins, Harry Melling, and Catherine Hunter. The standout performances come from Denzel Washington, who is brilliant as always. He gets to play this power-mad, corrupt character who's been played by a long list of great actors, Michael Fassbender, Ian McClellan, Patrick Stewart, and Orson Welles, just to name a few. It's great to see Denzel work with one of the best filmmakers ever. I hope he works with more of them in the future. Washington has still yet to work with Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, Quentin Tarantino, Paul Thomas Anderson, Steve McQueen, Wes Anderson, Barry Jenkins, and Noah Baumbach. I mean, it would just be great to see Denzel work with those top directors. I know Denzel is usually the selling point of his movies, and he has worked with some really great directors. Spike Lee, Ridley Scott, but he has missed some of the very best. I just want him to go and work with the very best directors of all time because he is a movie star who's not always in the best movies possible. Francis McDormand, like Denzel, has been one of the very best actors for a very long time. She won an Oscar for Fargo all the way back in 1996, but she is no doubt on one of the best runs of her career since 2017, since she won her second Oscar for Free Billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. She's been in Nomadland, where she won her 
her third Oscar, The French Dispatch, her third film with director Wes Anderson, and now The Tragedy of Macbeth. Both The French Dispatch and The Tragedy of Macbeth came out in 2021. Not everyone was happy with McDermott winning her third Oscar for Nomadland last year, but I thought it was a really great performance from her, and she's really good in The Tragedy of Macbeth. It's just so cool to see two of the most iconic performers of the last 30 years finally star together in a film. The Tragedy of Macbeth also features a trio of solid supporting performances from Corey Hawkins, who is a candidate for the breakout star of 2021 with this and Into the Heights, Catherine Hunter, who plays the free witches in the movie and gives a scene-stealing performance, and finally, Harry Melling, who is no longer just Dudley from the Harry Potter films. Last year, he appeared in The Queen's Gambit, one of the most popular miniseries, and the movies The Devil All the Time and The Old Guard, and now he's in a film directed by Joel Cohen. Frances McDormand is next going to star in Women Talking with Rooney Mara, Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, and Ben Whishaw. Harry Melling is set to star alongside Christian Bale in The Pale Blue Eye, directed by Scott Cooper. Corey Hawkins' next film is a musical remake of The Color Purple, and Catherine Hunter has a role in the next Yorgos Lanthimos film, Poor Things, with Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe, and Mark Ruffalo. The film, The Tragedy of Macbeth, like I said, is written and directed by Joel Cohen. It is his first film without his brother Ethan, and in some ways, this film feels similar to their past films in the way that every character, even minor ones, are given a moment to shine. How it feels different is, this movie lacks the humor that's usually in a Cohen brother film. Even in their darker films, you get a good laugh. This film is deadly serious, which was fine, but it's not lighthearted fun. Joel Cohen proves he's still a fine filmmaker without his brother. I do hope, however, that these two come back together to make more movies. It's always great to see a great actor work with the Coens for the first time. I mean, this is Denzel Washington's first movie working with a Cohen and Joel. I mean, you have Brad Pitt and Burn After Reading, George Clooney and Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Paul Newman in The Hudsucker Proxy. I mean, these were already established movie stars and then they worked with the Coens and gave a completely different, unique performance. And that's what Denzel Washington does in The Tragedy of Macbeth. It is a different kind of performance and that's what the Coens get from great actors. They get different, unique performances. That is Joel Cohen's biggest strength as a director. It seems like there are two ways you can make a Shakespeare adaptation. You can be serious and be faithful to the material, or you can be playful, like The King, where Robert Pattinson gives a crazy fun performance, or in Much Ado About Nothing, in which Denzel also appeared. The tragedy of Macbeth takes itself seriously, and it is not playful, which is not a bad thing, but this movie is not going to be for everyone. You'll understand what's going on, but the Shakespeare dialogue is jarring. I think the best Shakespeare adaptation is Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, because it's like, here are two movie stars, and Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes just watch the movie. It's going to be set in modern time. You're going to like this movie, and man, if you don't like that movie, you don't know movies. I mean, The Tragedy of Macbeth is a black and white Shakespeare adaptation. It's not a movie that's going to be for everyone. It's a hard sell for modern audiences. This isn't going to be a hit film. I don't think they made it to be a hit film, but it's the definition of an art house picture, even though 
though it stars Denzel Washington, one of the biggest bankable movie stars on planet Earth. Even his bad films probably will get more views than the tragedy of Macbeth. One thing that might keep audiences interested in the movie is the look of the film. Yeah, it's in black and white, but this movie looks incredible. I also want to talk about the Catherine Hunter scene more. Catherine Hunter shows up, and you know what she reminds me of? Her, the witch's character, reminded me of Andy Serkis' Smeagol from the Lord of the Rings films. That's how great she was in this movie. And what's crazy is, that's actually Catherine Hunter. That is not CGI. She's probably not going to be nominated for Best Supporting Actress at the Oscar, but I think she should be in contention, because that is a full scene-stealing performance. Let's talk about the Oscar chances for the tragedy of Macbeth. Denzel Washington is a lock to be nominated for Best Actor. He's a nine-time nominee, winning in 1989 for Best Supporting Actor in Fury, and in 2002 for Best Lead Actor in Training Day. And since then, he's been nominated three times in 2013 for Flight, Fences, and Roman J. Esquire. I particularly really like the movie Flight. That film is just top-tier Denzel Washington at his best. Frances McDormand is not likely to be nominated for an Oscar for her performance, even though she's a three-time winner and a six-time nominee. I think people are just kind of sick and tired of giving Frances McDormand awards. They don't want to give the same performer Oscars over and over again. Joel Cohen has to be looked at as a strong candidate for Best Adapted Screenplay. Seven of his screenplays have been nominated, winning two with Fargo and No Country for Old Men. I don't think Joel Cohen is going to be nominated for Best Director. There are just too many other really strong candidates. I do think, however, that The Tragedy of Macbeth is going to be one of the ten films nominated for Best Picture, and I don't think it's worthy of that honor. As good as I think The Tragedy of Macbeth is, I don't think it's a Best Picture worthy type of movie. I don't even think it should be nominated. I think there are other films that won't be nominated that are better than it. I think Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch is a better film. I think Ridley Scott's The Last Duel is a better film. Both Ridley Scott movies should be nominated for Best Picture. The Last Duel and The House of Gucci. Macbeth just has way too much going for it not to get nominated. It's a Joel Cohen film that stars McDormand and Denzel Washington and it's a Shakespeare adaptation. It's going to get nominated but I'm here to say it's not worthy of that honor. Like The Tender Bar, it's a really good movie but it's not a great movie and I don't think it's a movie that you're going to want to watch over and over and over again like we've seen Macbeth. I actually really like the Michael Fassbender Macbeth. I like that version maybe even better. That version has Marion Cotillard. That's a better film version of Macbeth than Joel Cohen's The Tragedy of Macbeth. But the reason that people love this Macbeth is because it's directed by Joel Cohen. And sometimes we just look at the filmmaker and we go, oh, I've loved every Cohen Brothers film, so now I'm going to love this movie as well. We're just too big of fans of Joel Cohen to take a serious look at his work. Yes, the movie is really good, but is it great? Is it top-tier Cohen Brother film? No. I guess my point is we wouldn't be paying attention to this movie at all if it weren't for its star power. The fact that it's directed by Joel Cohen and the fact that it stars Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. And I'll admit, those things are necessary. Those things work. The reason that those people are involved are the reason I watched the movie as well and I really did like the movie. I just don't think it's great. Every film made by Joel Cohen and Denzel Washington are worth going to see. I recommend you 
check out the movie, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And this week, I put the spotlight on the movies The Tender Bar and The Tragedy of Macbeth. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on the career of Oscar-winning actor Gary Oldman and the Marvel film Eternals, starring Richard Madden, Gemma Chan, Kumail Nanjiani, and Angelina Jolie. So tune into that, and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>